0: What's up y'all? I'm Dr. Craig Waleed, your host here on the Prison to Promise podcast, where I explore strategies formerly incarcerated people use to build a life of promise and avoid a return to prison. On this episode, I'm joined by the good brother, Alfred Rivera. In 1997, Alfred got sentenced to death in Forsyth County, North Carolina for a crime he did not commit. In 1999, he won a new trial, and after serving 22 months on death row, he was acquitted. However, about a year after his release, Alfred was arrested again and sentenced to life in prison. However, in 2019, he was released under the First Step Act, Alfred is a deep and introspective thinker. He talked with me about the power of manifesting his thoughts and beliefs. He also described in our discussion how gaining knowledge of himself was the first step in helping him to understand the deliberate systemic design that was created to pave the way to prison, death and destruction for black and brown people from marginalized communities. This brother is deep, he got a lot to say, and you don't want to miss this one. I hope you tune in and let's go. So oh, Alfred, man, um I just want to say thank you for your uh, willingness to join me today on the Prison to Promise podcast. Um, with this podcast, I like to talk with brothers and sisters who've been incarcerated and who are now back in the community pursuing their dream of promise whatever that promise is to you is your promise. And I'd like for you to be able to share some of your insights about incarceration and some of the things that motivated you to find a different course in life other than that, that helped lead you to prison with the hope of motivating other people who are maybe struggling with reentry or their loved ones are incarcerated or something to the matter. So once again, thank you for your time today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Um yeah appreciate the opportunity um so as far as uh you know my experience in prison spent um uh, two decades in prison two years on north carolina's death row and um 18 years in the federal system after you know being released from death row mm-hmm. and um you know it's a long of course long hard journey and um uh, it's a struggle because you know you're enduring suffering and psychological suffering, and mm. so as far as um you know making a transition or a change um that comes along with you know what what are you looking for in yourself, mm. and a lot of times it comes with you know recognizing your your own condition
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the condition of the environment or the situation that brought you to prison, you know? Yeah. So first you have to, you know, sort that out, you know, what get inside self oneself first. Mm-hmm. So the saving of yourself and coming to a, a realization of what you looking for, as far as, you know, your own legacy or, um, to change the conditions that you see. So what affected me as far as incarceration is, you know, just looking at the prison yard and seeing how many guys, you know, or rec call, you go to rec instead of the library, you know? So things like that, I started noticing like, wow, this is, you know, we just like a herd of cattle, Mm. you know what I mean, being led Mm. astray and then even though we see the cliff right there, we still just keep walking.
0: Mm. You know? Jumping off the cliff. So
1: yeah. So for me, that was a wake up call and knowing that okay, you know, my immediate condition was based upon um the environment that, you know, that 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 molded me mm-hmm. and all the things that come along with that, you know, racism, injustices, you know, um not having. Resources. Right. Yeah. Not having, so these these are the things that started popping up in my head mm-hmm. to give me a a sense of um you know what what would you do if you ever got out of prison because I had a life sentence you know I had and I had a death sentence you know before that yeah. Yeah. and um you know what led me back to prison even after being released from death row after um, a wrongful conviction. It was, you know, not having the resources, not having, um, you know, a support system, not having, um, uh, you know, uh, outlets to, 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 to lean on or even. The
0: Real quick. So you got released from death row and you went back to the community. Right. I okay. went back. to the community. Then you were in this situation that you're describing,
1: not having resources. Right. So I was released from death row and, you know, within an hour, I was after, the uh, 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 you know, being acquitted, I was back in society. Yeah. But not with a helping hand, not with a, uh, an apology, not with, um, well, here's something to to help you out, um, not just for the wrongful conviction, but because of, you know, to say the mental aspect, the psychological aspect, here's some help for that here's some to to see if you are even fit to you know attempt to get back into regular society none of that go do it just go exactly and that's you know weight racism because we they don't feel that you know the system doesn't feel that that we're worthy in a sense that you know true rehabilitation you're only worthy of a, a, a wrongful arrest or a wrongful conviction or a wrongful incarceration, you're worthy of that. Yeah. But anything that can that can repair that, yeah. you know, it, they're not as eager, the system is not as eager, you know, to pursue that or to throw that in your face. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm setting you up for failure again. That's what I was thinking as you told me that.
0: Right. That's so why I asked yeah. for clarity. I'm, telling, I'm like, yo, the system is supposed to help us, but right here, it was apparent. They're setting you up for failure.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. And that's in, you know, the majority of the cases, you know, or, and for many, many decades, you know, it's still so going on.
0: You on your second time, on your second run, how long were you out from death row before you ended up back in the penitentiary?
1: Uh, about a year. Yeah. About a year, about a year year later, I was back to, you know, back to just being involved in, you know, drugs or hanging around in the neighborhood or hanging with the guys. You know what I'm saying? So you never, you never get a chance to get away from that. Mm -hmm. So because it's so much a part of you, it's easy, you know, to get back involved in those type of things. Yeah. You know, as far as the um, you know reentry, um, anything dealing with um, how can you be um, you know reacclimated to society? Yeah, that's not something. I mean, it's it, it, it's talked about, you know, and, but it's not actually. Is it, there's no? It's nothing concrete. Yeah, there's nothing on and, the bone. Right, because the the the. the the, the, the facts and, and the stats show that you know is there's the, the, the you know to to, to get reincarcerated the, the numbers are so high yeah like sixty nine percent right and so the thing is that that's that's showing you that whatever is being propagated about um rehabilitation or re-entry it's not working in the sense that um the ones that are, have been targeted for for you know for for decades mm-hmm. are not actually benefiting from the propaganda of of um you know of uh, of the claim to to have you know programs and and things of this nature we know that to be just Absolutely. fluff you know right. it's fluff
0: It doesn't help anybody get any better and that's no, prison
1: more than it helps right because you're dealing with prison is dealing with when you're incarcerated you know whether you know you 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 over sentenced whether you're you're wrongly convicted or whether you're guilty it's based on a suffering that you're trying to protect yourself from suffering while in prison when you don't even really have a, a a real focus on um change or rehabilitation because the suffering that's involved it overwhelms you to where you have to protect yourself And like you and I can attest to we had to build a cocoon around ourselves, even from the prison environment in order to thrive. Right. In order to thrive within ourselves, to propel ourselves to even want to, you know what I mean, make a, a change. And in my case, it was more of a the of a of a thing where because I didn't have light at the end of the tunnel. I had a life sentence, you know, at at the last part. Yeah. Of, of my journey, you know, I had life sentence, and even knowing that, okay, man, um, what have you gained um, in life if you have to spend the rest of your life in prison? What have you gained or learned or know that you could help yourself and someone else? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that right there caused me to to really be steadfast on you know, change, ment- you know, mentally changing and then trying to project that out to others that I knew was getting right out or, yeah. you know, only had a couple years yeah. and, you know, they just had to be groomed and stuff like that. Yeah. So, because I already knew that as far as the system is concerned, you know, the inmates teach the classes, the inmates sign you up for classes. Um, You know, it's not like it's structured to where we, while incarcerated, you receive so much of um um you know things that can that can, that can actually you know help that's why the uh, recidivism rate is so high
0: well yeah.
1: because if it was working then the, the rate of recidivism wouldn't be
0: as high absolutely you know most death the rapper he said uh in his song mathematics that the killing fields need blood to graze the cash cow wow number game but the shit don't add up somehow wow We were talking about the record industry, but we could easily, you know, take a statement and put it right on the penitentiary, and impoverished and underserved and marginalized community. Exactly. Right. So so tell me this, Brother Alfred. At what point did you realize I got a change and how did you start making that change within yourself?
1: I realized that man, you know immediately when um uh when I was able to you know let everything sink in as far as my ordeal because you know you 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 get off, you know i'm a person i'm I've got off death row and now I find myself facing a life sentence, yeah so you know uh, when i when i was when I was sent to federal prison um I knew that I had to make choices either. Um, I had to change my with the way I thought. I had to change in a sense of how can I help myself? Mm-hmm. I had to change knowing that, okay, I didn't know enough as far as about the country that I was living in, the country I was born and raised in. I didn't know nothing about their laws. I didn't know um, uh, a sufficient amount of history in order to detect what was actually going on around me. So all of this started to play and say, wow, you know, like Malcolm said, you know, we've been hoodwinked. We've been duped. You know what I'm saying? Bamboozled. So, you know, and then listening to brothers like that, reading um, from brothers like that and other brothers, you know, that was, you know, part of uh, the struggle in America. And I had to come to learn and hold on. This stuff's still going on. And everything that was spoken about was so relevant that I would just say, wow, this 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 is this is this is actually what's going on. Yeah. So that compelled me to to change. Mm-hmm. And immediately when I knew that man, you know, you you gotta do something for yourself. You gotta do something as far as at least learn what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Learn about what got you here, what landed you here, learn about why your people is treated like this. Learn about the struggles that those that came before have been through. So I had to learn about all this. But you had a life sentence. So what made you want to start learning this versus saying the hell with it? I might as well just ball out. Because I was I was um um I was dissatisfied with my life the way it turned out. I was um uh dissatisfied with the fact um that um you know i i didn't um know my environment like i thought i knew it mm. you know mm-hmm. and i didn't you know i didn't i was dissatisfied with the fact that um um i had let so many people down mm-hmm. you know what i mean by even ending up back in that situation mm-hmm. not knowing that okay um me be landing back in that situation, that was also by design also. So that just made me want to, to, um, buckle down and say, uh, what can you do for yourself? Why, Mm -hmm. when your back is up against the wall, um, how can you help yourself? And, you know, looking at, like I said, the prison environment, I seen that it was, we were just, it was like, you know, we were subhuman Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, 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 I, I used to imagine at times that, you know, the plant, a plant being on a plantation, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. So, I yeah, so, the, the modern day plantation thing, it was real to me. You know what I mean? Like the, looking at the buildings of the prison, they, you know, looking at how these modern, um, prefab type prisons that, you know, they, they, they actually, the buildings are built like 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 ship containers. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so these no yeah these realizations, man, woke me up. Mm. And because I was on death row, and because I felt like a fool, mm-hmm. because I felt like you know I had let myself and others down to such an extent yeah. that I said, man, you gotta you gotta redeem yourself. You mm. know what I mean? You gotta redeem yourself, whether it's you know learning in here and then projecting that out to your children or the guys that's around you or just to help make the guys aware that look man when you go back out there man you know you gotta be aware you gotta try to whatever you can do even if you start with just your children yeah. you know what i mean so i came more became more involved with that type of environment in prison
0: wow you know well, that makes me think of something that um bob marley said when he was um holding Marcus Garvey and he said emancipate yourself from mental slavery none but ourselves can free our minds."
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly wow. 100 right and that's what that's and that's those are things that revert, reverberate over you know the, the eons of time you know what I mean Absolutely, oh, it's a truth yeah. right and, and the things you know a lot of our, our forefathers man and, and, you know and, and, and mothers man they the things that they endured and the struggles and the things that they said and, and the reason why they pointed out is still, you know what I'm saying, going on to uh, such a degree that where well, we still are disproportionate. We still, yeah, we still are, are hunted, you know what I mean, in a sense that, you know, we are being preyed upon. Mm-hmm. So once I started to realize that, and I knew that this was actually the problem, it wasn't me for being a petty criminal, it wasn't because you know I I didn't have nothing else to do but hang around the block and be a petty criminal. Yeah. I didn't have nothing out there that was designed for it me was. anyway. Right. It you the
0: economic system, the social system that created you to be that way. Right. That's
1: so a commodity. Exactly. So you have really no choice in the sense that okay, they say well you everybody got a choice, but in reality no, because if you expect a man to, um, you know, make it off of um, nothing, then, and, and you got everything, and then you expect, you know, him to, 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 to be equal to you, yeah. then that's never gonna be the case because it's not an equal playing field. Right, and one of the things
0: you dropped is, you know, coming up, you didn't know. And so if you don't know, you can't act on anything but what you know. But once you start increasing your knowledge, then you can do better. And it sounds like that. That's where you, that was your evolution. That was your journey, gaining knowledge so that you can help others do better. And with the hopes of also helping yourself do better.
1: Right, right, right. And that was that's that's what my mind, that's what triggered me was basically knowing that being ashamed that me and my and my peers were so. Under-educated, yeah. to the, Undereducated to the to the degree that we can't even see the design yeah you know what I'm saying so the people I built with the guys I b- would build with you know we had this same understanding and you know that that made me thrive to be you know not to you don't want to be a fool
0: yeah. <laughs> knowingly
1: right like so I'm like hear. when you air like you see it like right. Yeah. Exactly. So when I started to, to to see it, you know, through that um, spectrum, man, and, and, you know, I felt like a fool. I felt like, you know, an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Did
0: you know, brother, that you were going to be getting out someday? Or no. Did you, that's... you have
1: hope for getting out? Yeah. I always had the hope. Yeah. And always had.
0: And what did you see with that hope, man? Like, what was your future? What did you see for your future?
1: I seen what I seen what I'm doing now actually just being a voice trying to bring some sort of awareness trying to um get the reality into the into people that needs to understand what the real reality is mm-hmm. um so I seen I actually envision me being um a, a voice or, or some type of help or guide in bringing, um, you know, a reality to, to, to my peers, you know, to my, to my community, to my, to my, um, you know, family. I, I always envisioned that I always seen it, but the, you know, knowing that I had a life sentence and that, you know, life without parole, you know, I, I, I just kept the, the, you know, hope in the sense that knowing that, okay. Um, It ain't it ain't just, it ain't right, and it it shouldn't be. And you know, just on that alone, that the universe and that, you know, righteousness would prevail in a sense that this is not supposed to be, so this is not gonna be my reality. That right there allowed me to manifest what I what I had in my in my subconscious, knowing that okay, one day you will be free, this won't be an end. I kept that, I kept that, you know, that, that, that in me, knowing that.
0: But- my next question with that, which was what kept that hope alive, but you you hit right on it, like you were walking in my mind just now. You know, you kept that hope alive, you kept that subconscious, you knew that this was not righteous. And so you manifested it. Uh, right. So
1: in 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 essence your vision came to, to fruition. It came into fruition, manifesting that thought. Even when I went to when, I, when I, you know went to the, the, the death row ordeal, you know, I had the same feeling that I didn't belong there, I wasn't supposed to be there, this wasn't righteous, hmm. and that this is not gonna be your end. But I just didn't know how,
0: yeah,
1: or when, you know, but I just knew something in me. That's why me personally, I believe that. I have a message that the universe or most high wants me to be able to say, look, you know what I mean? I'm one of those. I believe that this happened for a reason, a specific reason because of the, my nature, you know, my nature, like even when I was young, you know, my nature was, I liked I, 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 I was attracted to righteousness. I was attracted to, Spiritual or, or religious or, or holy things, you know. I even as a as a, as, a, as a young kid, you yeah. know, I was attracted to these type of things, and I was able to pick up on those things quick, you mm-hmm. know. And, but I lost that. Yeah. When you're getting out of that childhood, I I lost it. But but that's but that was my nature. That's yeah. why I was able to know.
0: Yeah.
1: Internally, how who and what I was. Because my I knew what my nature was as a child.
0: Right, right. I
1: wasn't thuggish as a child. I wasn't bad. I was, I was, you know, mild tempered. You know, uh, you know, kind of like a, you know, soft kind of, you know, laid back. I yeah. wasn't, and, and so right and good things attracted me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I was, I grew out of that yeah. because of the environment. The environment molds you.
0: Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking about is like because of that environment and how it molds us, it's like it heaps all this trash on top of us and it buries our true nature, you know? It makes me yeah. kind of think like like a gem, you know, that's found in the in the mud of the earth. You know, it's got all this mud and dirt on it. But then right. when they find it, they put it in the hot fire, the killing, and it burn off all the impurities and then just the gem is left. And right. The- is sort of like that. It's like that fire. That's either going to consume us or it's going to burn off all the impurities so that our true nature can shine again.
1: Right, right. Yeah. That's yeah, you you hit that, you hit that on the hand because that's exactly the illustration that, that can describe, you know, that um and the thing is that um there's not many that go through, you know, what we go through and suffer under the condition that we suffer that get a chance to come to a realization based upon the reality that we're actually facing so what we do is we just we have the the effort attitude and we become the gangster we become the pimp we become you know all of the other stuff that's um uh expected of us you know what i mean right so i had to. i had you know you know, just by reading and contemplating, I had to say, man, how could you change even though you are up against this? What would you do if you wasn't, if you had a chance to get out? So I started pursuing those things knowing that, okay, if I would do this, if these are the things that I would wanna do if I had a chance to get out, and I know inside that I'm getting out of here, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to pursue, I had to pursue those things because my subconscious knew that I'm a this. I don't know when and how.
0: I'm
1: gonna get out of here, I'm gonna be gone. Yeah. So if you would be doing this, if you had a chance, yeah. right, then this is what you need to be focused on. So right. you were
0: focused castles already in your
1: mind. Right, yeah. regardless of the fact that, you know, people were getting out, guys were getting out leaving and I was always, you know, one of the ones that was, you know, had to wish them farewell, you yeah. know? Man, How much take time them? total did you spend behind that wall, man? Um, in the feds, 18, 18 years, six months, on death row I was there 22 months and then I was you know yeah. relieved yeah but still that's I something. was yeah. yeah so you know and then my 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 aspirations were knowing that okay be, because we're we'''re we're, we're in, a, in a in a predicament where we're not given a fair chance mm-hmm. and I know this as a fact, right so I knew that what would you do? Um, to to sustain yourself and your family, mm-hmm. so I had to pursue that. I had to say, okay, what type of work would you do, or how would you go about it? So I had, I wanted to learn about other things, credit. I wanted yes. to educate myself. I wanted to read more. So mm-hmm. I knew that these are the things that sustain you in society. And if I ever had a chance mm-hmm. to, you know, to 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 get out, then I would need these tools in my bag. You know, man, that is dope, man. Because I'm thinking,
0: you know, the average cat would probably just give up and say, this is my, this is my life. I'm stuck here. I ain't going to never get out, you know. They don't bang the gavel, they don't sign the papers. But you kept hope alive and you continued to pursue those things that brought life to you. Right. What, What type of supports did you have, man, to help you through that situation
1: other than just self? Um the first the first line of support, I'm gonna tell you, you know the truth is, um man, is the guys, man, that you that you're around as far as the group that you choose to be around, yeah. or the guys that you choose to associate with when yeah. you're going through such a, a ordeal. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that was my first line of support with the guys that was already um had endured these things for many years and what they had to share with me. And, you know, once we shared with each other and, and build and talk and met up at the libraries and stuff like that, it became like a burning desire for me to be like them in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be like them in a sense that, um, man, these guys were was this strong to be, to still, you know, you would only think they were in prison a year or something. They, But these, you know, these guys... You know it's not many but there's a few that man they you know they they your support system for me my support system was right in my immediate environment which was the prison but the guys that were on a on a on a wave you know a different wave of the prison environment wow. you know these guys were the guys that were um want that 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 seen the fault in yeah. themselves not only but the fault in society and come to a realization that, you no, know, they, they we are better than, you know what I mean? This right here, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. That, that was my support system within and without, you know, you know, you got family members, you got some that stay, some that leave, yeah. you know? So either just, it depends on, you know, cause some people ain't got family outside in the street that, that's locked up and they ain't got nothing. You know what I mean? They, but they do have, have family. They, they got the guys around.
0: And then sometimes they do have family, but their family don't know how to support them, can't support them because they're still in the life. Right. But as you were talking, I was thinking about something uh, that Viktor Frankl said in his book, Man's Search for Meaning. And I'll paraphrase it a little bit. And he said, after everything else has been taken from you, you still have that one thing left that nobody can take from you. And that is your choice, your attitude, the way you want to choose to go about living rest of your life right so how you want to present so you still right. have that and that sound like what you have right there you know right. so we're coming down to the end of our time together good brother and again you know this is a heavy conversation and i appreciate you stepping out on the limb and sharing your your experience with our listeners sharing it with me um right. so a couple of things i'd like to ask real quick is one
1: What are you doing nowadays that you've been out? And how long have you been out? I've been out since July 2019. Um, You know, I I worked. I went to trucking school and got me a CDL license because that's something that I wanted to get up under my belt. So, you know, I, I did that. I pursued that, got the license, and just continued to work. I, you know, landed a job with the city, stayed there under a program for about six months, And then I just, you know, worked along with a former attorney who helped me, you know, start up a food truck business. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm into now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's my focus. That's what I've been doing, you know, um, you know, just grinding, man. You know, like um, I heard one brother, uh, you know, I was listening to some brothers uh, that's incarcerated. I was listening to them this morning. And the brother said the same thing I always used to say, man. He said, "Um, I'd rather be broke. In 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 society,
0: yeah. right?
1: Than to have the bag and in prison. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? You know, the so, to come up. Right. So for us, man, it's more. of, You know, we gotta stop thinking about that bag in 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 the way that you know our culture throws that out at us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, get That's
0: the a bag. Person.
1: Right. Because we're not we're not we're not taking, you know. Consideration of the consequences, you know what I mean, and the consequences don't just destroy us, man. They destroy everything around. So if you got children to destroy them, if you got a wife or girlfriend to destroys them, if your family destroys them. It, I mean, it destroys so much that we have to come to to terms to say, man, is it even worth it? You know what I'm saying? Is it even worth it, man? Because we destroy yeah. so much. We destroy our community. Absolutely. We destroy the people that, that love us, you know what I mean? We, we destroy, we, it's, just, it's, it's just total destruction.
0: The bag becomes the priority, not the right. that we have with other people. And as you and I know, it's the relationships that really make life quality. That's what it is, exactly, right. So so another question man for you is, um, what jewel or gem would you share with a person say a young person that's flirting with trouble, a young person that's already in trouble, or somebody that's um, hoping to get out of the penitentiary, any of those groups, what would be a
1: gem or a jewel that you'd share with them? Not not to follow the status quo. You know, to first find yourself, Mm -hmm. understand yourself truly, and then pursue the higher things of self. and the higher you know pursue those higher those higher things about um your life and you know always keep in mind that you're not going to be 20 or 25 or 30 years old all your life you know so you know i that's what i like to share with with you know people that's headed to where you know i had i i had you know i ended up
0: you know that's wisdom and you know, as you said that, it made me think about the ancient Kemites or the ancient Egyptians. You know, right. they said to have above the door of all of their mystery temples, "Know thyself." Know thyself. Right. You know? Because we know knowledge itself is the first and foremost,
1: as you just said. Right. And the knowledge itself encompasses, you know, many things. So that's absolutely that instruction. Yeah. That instruction there is is deep. And it's an ongoing
0: process from cradle to grave it don't stop like you get to this point and you get a degree that says this guy has knowledge itself you no. know ongoing process right and so my last thing i want to drop on you good brother is what would um what would you entitle your life's journey as if you could put your journey in a book or a journal or a movie what would that title be
1: um i would title it the awakening hmm. the awakening
0: mm-hmm. why so? I
1: have, yeah go ahead no i said and why so because that's what's necessary
0: uh-huh.
1: that's what's necessary in the predicament and the reality that we're living in or that we were born into yeah. you know at this at this point in in, in time, as far as in this life cycle, we were born into a time where you know, not just in this immediate time, but you know, what I mean, going from the historical yeah, this epoch. Uh, time that impacts us, you know, the 1500s all the way up to well, let's I, I'll go back to the 1400s all the way up to now. Yeah. The uh, awakened, because you have to become awoke you know and, and to to so much that impacts your immediate life right now
0: yeah.
1: so to be a uh, to, to to become a or, or or have an awakening yeah is coming into again the knowledge of self right yeah. and knowledge of self allows you to it's a springboard yeah. the knowledge of self is the springboard it's a catalyst, you know what I'm saying. So knowledge itself it propels you up to those other levels, mm-hmm. and the awakening start is trans uh, begins to transpire. And that awakening then allows the barriers to to begin to to, 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 to um you know to crumble. And once once that process begins, you don't have to know and and understand everything. The process, the beginning of the process alone will compel you. You mean you see what I'm saying? Like it compelled us. We live in examples. We can't never forget that. That's right. We live in examples as long as we remain, you know what I mean, steadfast on on the goal. Absolutely and humble. Right. And
0: humble. Exactly. Right. That is that is just so powerful. And the last thing, we've got about a minute left. How can people find you or reach out to you or find your food truck or anything like that? we got a minute. Can you drop that on some folks?
1: Yes, sir. Um, I, people can, can contact or reach me at um, Alfred at um, you know. And if so, people
0: are in North Carolina,
1: where can they find your food truck? My food truck um, is. I'm predominantly in, in the Forsyth County area. Um, my food truck. I'm. It's on. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram. Uh, Providencia's Kitchen. How you uh, Providencia's Kitchen. P-R-O-V-I-D-E-N-C-I-A apostrophe S. Providencia. Providencia's Kitchen. All right. and uh, you know i'm you know i'm'm I'm, I'm new in the game and i'm but i'm on my way up you know so right on, right on. um yeah brother I'm definitely, definitely um i'm i I'm, I'm out and i'm i'm still in in the struggle you know
0: right on well, brother alfred thank you for your time and i'm gonna be in touch with you and we're gonna keep this this connection rolling no question man i appreciate the opportunity brother and um looking forward to building some more Absolutely. Have a great weekend, beloved. And you too, brother. P. What's up, y'all? Thanks for listening to the Prison to Promise podcast. If you or someone you know would like to share your story, please contact me by email at drcraigwaleed at gmail.com on LinkedIn and Instagram at Dr. Craig Waleed and on Twitter at Craig Waleed. I hope to hear from you. Be well. Peace.